Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acri, and our guest today is a highly successful business coach. Her name's Kelly Roach. We're going to bring her on in just a minute because she's going to talk about this whole idea of conviction marketing. Yeah, Kelly has literally co- uh, coached thousands of entrepreneurs. She's built an eight-figure business herself. Really, really interesting stuff. Yeah, fantastic. We talk a little bit about this idea of how to then even turn your conviction marketing into content. So you definitely want to stick around for that because it's super tangible, super actionable, which is the model of the podcast take action. But first, before we introduce her, we would love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're not already. And while you're there, make sure to drop us a review to let us know how we're doing. We'll read it here on the show. And now let's bring on this week's interview. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Our guest today is Kelly Roach, a business strategist, transforming overworked entrepreneurs into seven-figure CEOs by teaching them how to leverage timeless business principles with the speed and agility of the most powerful online marketing strategies of today. Kelly's multi-million dollar company, Kelly Roach Coaching, is the fastest growing coaching program on the market and the first of its kind. Her accountability-driven approach has been responsible for hundreds of clients finding financial freedom through entrepreneurship. Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Kelly, it's awesome to have you on the show. We just found out in the green room that we were neighbors for the longest time. We, we didn't neighbors. know. She was yeah. in Westchester. If anybody wonders where do Luke and Josh actually reside, we reside in a place called King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> the only thing the it's known King for is a mall, a big mall. mall. Yeah. But um, Kelly was right next to us in Westchester, but now has moved and super excited to have you on the show. One, because of just reading your biography and reading kind of all the things you've done. I know you have so much wisdom and so many golden nuggets you can give our audience, but really want to dive in right away to your new book that's coming out. This idea of conviction, marketing, and why you wrote the book. Can you tell us a little bit about it and what the purpose of it is? Yeah, for sure. Well, it's really to help entrepreneurs understand how to go from being one in a million online to becoming category of one. Because the number one thing that is going to be the challenge of 2021 and beyond for entrepreneurs, and it's not that it isn't already a challenge, but because of the economic and global shifts that we're experiencing, learning how to stand out online is going to be the make or break for every entrepreneur. We now have two big global shifts happening where businesses are pivoting from offline to online because of commercial space and all of the things that you know have happened as, a, as it relates to the global pandemic and all of those things. And we also have the great resignation that's happening where hundreds of thousands of people are leaving their jobs and they're not going to go get another job. They're going to mm. start their own business. So you have to have a strategy, right? No matter what space you're in, no matter what niche you pick. I, I always think it's so funny. People obsess over and spend years trying to pick the perfect niche. And it's like, no matter what you do these days, anyone can open an Instagram account and slap the same bio that you have up on that bad boy in 30 seconds or less for not even a cost of a dollar and say they do what you do. So you have to have a better strategy than just picking what your niche is going to be, right? That's yep. the truth. And what's crazy too is like, there's so much in today's world, like you can claim you're the best at anything. Like, I mean, it's amazing how many people like in their bios and their Instagram, it's like they're number one of this, the best at that. And you're just like, what? 
Are you really? I guess in your mom's eyes, I guess that's like our podcast We're number the best one in our podcast. Yeah, in our mom's eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So exactly. Yeah, I wanted. I mean, that's that's the beauty of being online, but that's also you know if you're someone that you know really takes pride in actually becoming an industry leader and not just in what you say about yourself but really truly wants to become an industry leader which i consider our company to be on one of the only female entrepreneurs that has built a coaching company to the multiple eight figure mark in the united states of america so that's actually what i've done not just what i like to say you know i want to help business owners that actually want to create that distinction to build a sustainable business that scales and has a a strategy that gives a competitive advantage in the way that you go to market. And that requires a certain level of courage, right? Because the key thing that, you know, and I coach thousands of entrepreneurs and, you know, the, the vast majority of what you see online is a regurgitation of the same thing that every other person in your space is saying. I mean, mm. I always tell people you could take a thousand websites and a thousand people's social media that are in the same space and remove their name and swipe, you know, yeah, for the so of true. Who, whose account am I looking at? So the whole idea of conviction marketing is to give entrepreneurs a methodology for how they go to market and a framework for how they create their content, their convictions, how they communicate with their market and how they design their programming so that there is an actual competitive advantage that allows them to become an industry leader. And also so that in their time that they do spend online going to market and branding their company and their business, that they understand how to create distinction, right? And to do it in a meaningful way, not a just let me be different to be different, because uh, that doesn't work either, right? Yes, you can do things for clickbait or for attention. But what we're talking about is how do you build a sustainable global brand that allows you to create industry authority, industry leadership. I love that. So I am extremely intrigued because even for ourselves, one of the things Josh and I have struggled with, one with like this podcast and then our businesses, and maybe you find that when you're coaching a lot of entrepreneurs, it's the same struggle. I feel like we have so many opportunities, right? And it's just like, we're trying to be like, even sales and marketing, it's such a wide category, right? That's our podcast. It's about sales and marketing. But then it's trying to choose, okay, do we narrow down and just we're sales and marketing for the small business or do we go even deeper where sales and marketing just for real estate? So how does like talk us through this kind of framework? What are some of the steps of figuring out how you kind of hone in on that unique value proposition? Yeah, I think the first and most important thing is, is really taking a step back and actually identifying your convictions. And that's why it's called the conviction marketing method. Essentially, what, what do I mean when I say that? When you start a new business, the first thing that you're taught to do is market research to understand what is the competitive landscape? What is already happening in that space? What are people buying into? What messaging is converting? And you know that's a double-edged sword because on one hand, yes, that gives you a, a pathway and success leads to clues. On the other hand, what that does is it, it creates hundreds of thousands of replica brands and replica businesses instead of conviction-based brands that are unique and distinct based on the why for getting into business. And I always say that when you decide to go into business, when you decided to create this podcast about sales and marketing, 
there was something that you felt was missing in the world that you could do better or differently than what was already out there. You believe that you had something to share with the world that was unique and distinct that would provide value above and beyond what was already available to the typical listener. Okay. At least I hope that's what you believe. Yes. Um, you know, I, I have to think that's what you believe. And when all of us commit our lives to creating the businesses that, that we run, that's essentially the thought process that we have. I, I can do this better. I can do this differently. There's something unique or prolific or distinct about the way that I can help people get a result that maybe they couldn't get in this way or, or by experiencing this thing or whatever the case. And I think it's really important to take a step back and look at what was the gap? And the most important element of commission marketing is understanding that there's a gap in every industry. There's a gap hmm. in every market. You could go to the most crowded space in the world, which is, I mean, what could be more crowded than business coaching right now? Let's really <laughs> all be honest with each other, okay? Everyone in their mom is a business coach. Yep. Truth or truth, yep. okay? I came from Fortune 500. I managed 17 locations around the country. I built a staff from zero to 100 before I started doing business coaching. And basically had CEOs from around the world being flown in to study the methodology that I put in place with people. And then I took those methodologies Mm. and said, hey, I could really make a difference for small business owners that are learning all of these very tactical things online without understanding the actual business fundamentals, principles, and timeless strategies that actually allow a business to scale. When you layer tactic on top of quicksand, you get a temporary result that ultimately doesn't last. Hmm. When you build a business based on principle and you understand the fundamentals of creating a scalable business, and then you layer amazing tactic on top of it, yeah, then you have a a sustainable business, right? So that that was a huge gap. So I'm sure when you created the podcast, you felt there was a gap. There is a gap in every industry and every space. And the reason that so often that gap gets overlooked or ignored is that everyone's playing follow the leader. Mm. I call this me too marketing, right? And it's not anyone's fault. The way that you are taught to start a business and create a business plan is to go do market research. What happens is then your framework for what success looks like, your framework for what good looks like, your framework for what you believe you're supposed to do to be successful is being formed by the people already in your space. But how are you supposed to create a breakthrough, a revolution, right? A disruption in your market if you're only replicating what's already been done, right? So when you're getting started, it's wonderful to assess the landscape and to get some principal things from the space that you're in. But when you're ready to take a position of leadership, which is what I help entrepreneurs do to come out of being one in a million and become category one, you have to take a step back and say, what are my convictions? What are my beliefs? What is my intuition telling me about how this could be done better or differently? What is the gap that no one has filled in my space that I can step into that allows the person, the consumer, the market that I'm serving to get a better, a superior or a different result that they couldn't have achieved otherwise, right? So I always say this isn't for everyone because there is some critical thinking involved. A lot of people just want to kind of look at what's working and go create a replica. It's possibly possible. They're like, Kelly, I I just want to get a client, right? Um, And and that's great. Like, I I love helping people get clients, but that doesn't last. That puts you on a hamster treadmill 
of just every day trying to figure out where's the next dollar coming from. Building a sustainable business is about creating this business that runs like a well-oiled machine that's going to generate customers, whether you're on vacation or whether you're in or you're out or whatever the case, because it's built on systems, infrastructure, and a winning team. You're not the business, right? The business is an entity in and of itself. You play a small part in that business. So I know that was a long explanation, but does that give you a little bit of an understanding of what the concept is behind it? Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so when you when you get to that point and and obviously following the methodologies, figuring out where the gaps are, what your convictions are, why you're in this in the first place, how do you then bring that to the world? Like from a content perspective, because obviously yeah. that's the name of the game right now is you've got to be on Instagram. You've got to be on YouTube. You've got to be putting yourself and your authentic yeah. self out there. How do you uh, uh, then apply that to your content strategy? Yeah, that's exactly right. Your content absolutely is your online store. Right. In the past, people would walk into a physical space. They'd check out what you have available. Ah, I like this t-shirt over here. I like this CD over there. Great. You buy it. Now, what is our store? Our store is our online content. The only thing that someone experiences about your brand before they make a decision to buy from you is your content. Right. Now, the problem is, is that most people get stuck at the bottom of the content pyramid, which is how-to content. Hmm. How-to content is educational material that gives people a quick win. It's that clickbait that we love, right? Where people want that quick, easy download of something that's going to add value for me. How do I create an Instagram reel? How do I get a customer to, to buy over the phone? Whatever it is, right? How-to content is amazing. And it is the first step in the content period. It's, it's how people find out about you. A lot of times it's the entry point to your ecosystem. It's the first thing that people see or experience about your brand. And it gives them an instant ROI, a quick downloadable, digestible thing that they can take action on right away. It positions you as a teacher, which is awesome because it says, hey, you guys know something about sales and marketing that I don't. I want to follow along with you because you can add value in my life, mm. right? Makes sense. What's the problem with how-to content? The problem is, is it's easy come, easy go, right? And people get stuck down here because just as quick as someone was to opt into your email list to learn how to do Instagram reels from you, they're going to log into Sally Joe's email list to learn how to do a viral YouTube video from her and Bobby Sue's list over here to learn how to get a customer to buy while they're sleeping from their evergreen funnel. So and true. the list goes on hmm. and on and on. So how-to content is a great introduction to your brand but it doesn't keep people coming back because the same thing that got them hooked with you is getting them hooked with everyone else on the block that they're bouncing around between, which is why you need to move to the next step of the content period, which is your hope marketing. Hope marketing is where you become not just their teacher that's giving them how-to content, but now you're their friend. You are their friend. You are their, their teacher. You are someone that is their cheerleader. You are literally sharing what you went through on your journey that they're experiencing right now and walking them through how they're going to get through it, what's coming next. You're, you're encouraging them to not give up. You're giving the inspiration. You're giving the, the, the hero's journey of your own experience. You're really getting them to keep going on their journey because when you think about it, what is the number one struggle for people to keep customers online? But they have, they have ADD, right? Mm. They're so excited about your product or service. The day that they buy it, they're the most committed student you're ever going to have, right? <laughs> For about two weeks. 
right? It's so true. And then it's not as exciting anymore, and they're on to the next thing. Right. So hope marketing is literally what keeps people coming back in your ecosystem. It keeps them attached to you because you are literally that that teacher, that friend, that cheerleader that says, hey, I know this is what you're going through right now. It's normal. I went through it too. You're going to get through it. Here's how, right? One of the biggest things that people will tell you is no one taught, everyone talks about the highlight reel online. Everyone talks about their million dollars overnight. Everyone Mm -hmm. talks about their Ferrari that they rented, that they're posing in front of and all these wonderful things, but no one actually gives up the goods. And goods are when you are struggling with this, what do you do to get through it? What do you do to get out of it? How do you overcome it? People want to hear, I went through that too, and you're going to be okay. Here's how I got through it, right? So hope marketing is unbelievably powerful and it is really what creates the stickiness factor for your brand. It is what connects you heart to heart with the people that are consuming your content that gets them to want to have a long-term relationship with you with your brand, with everything that you're about and everything that you do, because they feel connected on a human level with you as a person. Now, we always talk about the selling process, right? No, like, trust, buy, right? It's the oldest thing in the box, right? But then we go into the content marketing, which is now essentially our online sales process. And we forget the oldest thing in the box, which is that we have to take them through this psychological process. So we start with how to, that gets them in. We move up to hope that keeps them coming back. Then we graduate to the third tier. And the third tier is the most important tier. And it's the tier that almost no entrepreneurs online engage in. And it's why they blend in. It's why they can't figure out how to stand out. And it's why they just end up being one in a million instead of category one. And that is conviction marketing. Mm. Conviction marketing is all about bringing a unique and distinct, prolific set of ideas and thoughts to your market that are specific to you, your methodology, your belief system, and what you are going to create as this new and different and and improved outcome for your customer and the passion behind why right? It's not a comparison game between you and your your competitors, because at this point, your competitors are all collaborators anyway. You have no competition. And it's not apples to apples, it's apples to oranges, because you're actually talking about a new set of ideas, a distinct set of ideas. I'll give an example. When I was creating my coaching company, and we were a little baby company, and we were really asking ourselves, how can we stand out? How can we become an industry leader? We really surveyed the market and we said, everyone is going extremely digital and automated with their programming. Mm -hmm. It's been the biggest thing for the last eight years, right? Everyone wants this massive business where they never have to talk to anyone. True or true? True. (laughs) Okay. So we scanned the landscape and we said, okay, All right, we see you. So the whole coaching space is going digital. They're all going automation. They're all going low to no staff, low touch, et cetera, et cetera, because they just want this dream, right? Although then customers fall off, they don't stay, they don't refer, blah, 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 blah. So we said, we're going to do the exact opposite. We're going to go full on human centric. We're going to build out this entire accountability model, this high touch model, where when someone gets into our coaching program, they're literally in touch with a human being from our team every single week. And not only did our business explode, I mean, we grew by $7 million almost in a year, but 
in that process, our clients' results exploded. People started accomplishing things in a year that would have otherwise taken 10 years. Now, I was a B student in school. I never am going to try and pass myself off as being like the smartest tool in the toolbox because I'm not, okay? But what I saw was the way that the industry was going did not serve the customer at the highest level. And interestingly enough, the shortcuts that business owners were taking honestly didn't serve them better either because they weren't growing as fast. They weren't as profitable. Their clients weren't getting the results. They weren't you know, making their way through the program. So the gap that we filled was that accountability model and that human-centric focus. And I want to explain that because I want to give it a tangible example for everyone listening. You're like, you're talking about these concepts of right. hope and conviction. What does that mean? I'm giving you a really specific example of what that means. So the result of leading with that conviction that when you're building a business, there's so much that you don't know and understand as it is. But if you don't have a human being to unbottleneck the bottlenecks and answer your questions in real time and give you a kick in the pants when you need it, you're probably not going to succeed. And here's what we're going to do about it. So we went to market really hard with this model and our business just exploded. And we were literally zigging when everyone else in our industry was zagging. There's an opportunity like that in every industry, in every space, in every podcast. It's the same reason why, you know, our podcast is, you know, we bounce between, you know, number 13, number 15 in the marketing category. We have no sponsors. Mm-hmm. That was extremely intentional for us because it's one of the only commercial free experiences that people can have listening to a top 20 podcast in one of the most competitive spaces online. So it's, it's and, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying everyone listening to the show today, there's a huge multi-million dollar gap. All you have to do is make the choice to have the courage to step into it. And it's available to everyone. That's, yeah. that's what conviction marketing is. Well, go ahead. I have a question, but go no, ahead. No, you have a follow-up. I was, I was going to ask, I said, you touched on a key word of like courage. And my follow-up was going to be is one of the things with conviction marketing, right, is you have to have the conviction to be able to go do it, even when you're not like no one else is doing it, that you're not sure it's going to yeah. work. And then I was going to ask you specifically, though, have you dealt because you've dealt with thousands of our entrepreneurs? What if they have a conviction that you're like, there's no way that's going to work? <laughs> like, what do you do in that? People, listen, everything that I've done in my business has been conviction based before I started. I didn't have the words. I didn't know what to call it, right? And then finally, I was like, I need to put this in a methodology so I can teach it to others and they can understand how to implement this for their own business, which is why I wrote the book. But we've zigged when everyone else zagged from the very beginning. I'll give another example. When I started The Unstoppable Entrepreneur and I launched it as a 12-month program, my own coaches said to me, you are insane. Hmm. Like entrepreneurs want an overnight result. They want a six week course. They want a three month program. No one wants to sign up for a 12 month program. And I said, I don't care. No one legitimate is going to build a successful business in three weeks or six weeks or three months. Like that's not how business works. That was my conviction. My conviction was if you want to build a multi-million dollar company, it's going to be years. And if I'm going to help you create a six or a seven figure breakthrough, I need you to come in and be willing to commit at least a year to doing this work with me. Hmm. And so everyone was like, 
you're crazy. That's not going to work, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept going to market and going to market and going to market. And all of my programs are 12 month programs, Mm. even my higher tier programs now. And I just didn't care what other people thought. Like I I just, I had this conviction and I knew, you know, I know what it takes to build a successful business. And I know a six week course or a three month program isn't going to create the level of results that I want to facilitate with my clients. And so that that's what this is all about. It's about having the courage to step out of line and follow your own intuition and trust that, you know, if you believe that something can be done better or differently, just because no one else in your space, your industry is doing that way. Don't be afraid to be the first. Like it is about courage. It absolutely is about courage. That's awesome. I was going to ask because you were talking about your conviction in terms of this idea of being accountable, you know, this accountability model, this human centric focus. And we were kind of coming off the topic of producing content. How, what, like tangibly, what kind of content are you creating that's putting that out there to the world so that they can understand what that means ultimately to work with Kelly Roach? That's that's such a great question. And I love that you asked that question. So for me, my podcast is my legacy body of work. It's another Mm. reason why right now I don't have, you know, commercials and it's not, I'm not saying I never will. I'm saying in this season, my vision is to become the number one podcast in the marketing space. And in this season, I don't want to have commercials on the show. But when I create my podcast content, when you look at how to hope and conviction, most of the time, my podcast content is a mix of hope and conviction marketing. A lot of times, to be perfectly honest, the stuff that I talk about on the podcast is so deeply strategic and thoughtful that the average person would be like, this is not for me. Like, what Going is down the rabbit hole. Like, I'm just trying to get a, a reel to go viral. Like, what is this girl talking about over here, right? And I know that and it's intentional because Mm. it's my legacy body of work. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to cultivate an audience of critical thinkers that are playing the long game, that are really interested in linking arms with a mentor that is prolific and is visionary and is teaching them things about building a business that are not the simple how-to tactics that you layer on top, but instead the foundational principles that you're going to use for the rest of your life. And so I think it's just using whatever platform that you enjoy and whatever social media that you plan to use anyway, and being thoughtful about the content that you're putting out. I see so many people killing themselves with nonstop how-to content. And yes, it gets likes. And yes, it gets downloads. And yes, it gets lots of people on your email list. And not that there's anything wrong with those things, but those people are going to leave as quick as they're going to come because they're just looking for the next tactic. You have to think bigger than that. You have to think deeper than that. I'm looking for people that understand that what I'm doing and what I'm teaching in this business, they can't get anywhere else, right? Mm -hmm. You can go anywhere and you can get a business coach to teach you how to go get your next five clients or how to hit the six figure mark or whatever. Like that's a dime a dozen. But to find a strategist that can teach you how to build an eight-figure empire that can walk you through how to assemble a C-suite within your company and build an infrastructure across seven departments and you know have this thing running like a well-oiled machine, that's a totally different conversation. 
I love I, how your audience is not defined by who they are, but more like how they think. Hmm. Like this that. idea of thinking, like if you're out there listening to this right now and you're in real estate, you're in financial, you're trying to find your audience. Maybe it's not, it doesn't always have to be, you know, demographic or, yeah. or even psychographic. It's more how, I don't know. I love that. How, like how they actually think through life, through processes, through problems mm-hmm. versus Absolutely. who they are. Yeah. No, that that's such a thoughtful comment because I think so many times, and, and I did this early on and I can say like, you know, I made every mistake. I mean, I failed at everything, you know, like I, like, I don't want anyone sitting here listening to this thing, but I didn't, I mean, I had so many failed launches and then I ended up figuring out how to have successful launches. And then I wrote a book on it. And now I teach thousands of people around the globe about a launch. But before that I failed so bad at launches that I gave up on launches <laughs> and then, you know, tried to figure out a new way to launch. So I failed at everything. Um, but, but what I would say is I think so many times we try to play to the audience in terms of like, what do I get the fastest response to? Like Mm -hmm. what gets the likes, what gets the comments? Like even my marketing team, I mean, I have a world-class marketing team. I have 14 people on the team and they'll come to me and and I'll say, I'm going to do this. And they'll say, no one engages on that. And I say, I don't care. Mm. I'm telling them what we're teaching them. They're not (laughs) telling me. I know what I can do right now to get a thousand likes. That's not what I'm in the game for. Like Mm. I'm looking for my people. I'm looking for the people that are playing the long game. So that's the thing is I think so many times we play to what we think we need to do to get that, that engagement, that ROI, you know, whatever it is. But what you have to ask yourself is what is the mindset and the thought process of the person that you want to be working with long-term and going back to what you just said, how do they make decisions? Do they pick the person they're going to work with because they promised a quick overnight win? Or do they pick the person that they're going to work with because they want the real deal that's going to get them, you know, the long-term success? So, and that could apply to absolutely anything, right? It doesn't matter whether you're in insurance or you're in accounting or you're in, you know, finance or you're in real estate, right? Everything we're talking about here applies to any type of business and any type of business content is now your pathway to build. So we have to be thoughtful about this. We went through many iterations of what does it look like to show up online? When, when social media first came out, it was like, you need to be online. Okay. We need to be online. And then it was like, no, you need to be online three times a day. You have to post online three times a day. Okay. But sometimes three days, you need to be live online. You need to be going live. Right. So there's been so many iterations of this, but I think I think where we fell off a cliff is where we really got to this place of like volume over thoughtfulness. Hmm. And I put out a lot of volume of content. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm online every day. I do stories every day. Right. But, but I, I'm not on social media that much, to be honest. I, I just, I'll record stuff and send it to my team. But, but I think there is, um, a, a point, especially if you really want to elevate your brand and you want to be seen and be heard and grow into a leader, there is a point where you have to take a step back and say, okay, have I been going through the motions of like doing what I think I'm supposed to do from a content creation standpoint? Now is it time for me to get really thoughtful about what, what mindset am I cultivating and the people that follow me and who do I want following me and what do I want that relationship to look like? And, you know, 
really having a strategy, right, in the way that you're going to market versus kind of checking the boxes that you think you're supposed to check in order to be seen and, and to build the brand. Does that make sense? Oh, that's so good. And it's interesting. It's like you look at all the people who are major influencers out there on social that have really made it. You think of like the Gary V's or the Grant Cardone's. There's something, and, and Gary V and Greg Cardone obviously are polar opposites in a lot of their belief systems if you follow them. But yeah. there's one thing that's true to them that you just said that I think is so critical. They're true to themselves. They do not care. Absolutely. They are not putting out content for people, even though they are. They are literally putting out what they think and they're not scared to say it. And they, they say it and it's that conviction marketing. And that's why people are drawn to it. People mm -hmm. can feel yeah. it. They can sense that authenticity. And that just takes so much guts. I think that's the problem. It's like, it's so hard, especially when you're, you're barely paying your bills or you're trying to survive. You're trying to make it, yeah. man, to have that conviction and those guts. That's, I mean, to step out in that faith. But you're seeing it right here. And that's why I think your whole concept of hope marketing is so critical, too, is going, yeah. hey, I was right there. Do you want a larger presence on social media? Of course you do, because that's where your audience is. Check out Reminder Media's newest product, Branded Posts, specially designed to increase your presence on social media without increasing your effort. Choose from thousands of already written blog posts on topics your clients care about, like real estate, travel, and recipes. And the best part is, these are branded with your photo and contact information and ready to be shared. Plus, every two weeks, we'll send to your list of contacts a personally branded email newsletter filled with recipes, stories, and ideas that they will love to get. Visit ReminderMedia.com posts to see our newest digital product and start dominating your social media. That's ReminderMedia.com posts. Take action on this today. I was going to ask you, you know, we ask all the successful people that come on the show, you know, routines that they've implemented in their life. And what routines have driven success for you? Um, do yeah. you have any routines that you look back and you go, yeah, yeah, these routines have really worked for me? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing for me is just discipline. Like, honestly, like all of my success comes back to discipline. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, whatever needs to be done <clears throat> goes on the calendar in a time block and it happens. You know, I commit to it. I followed through on it. It's done. And what I see, and I know that sounds like so simple and, and I don't mean to be overly simple, but I, I've coached so many people at this point to know that that's not what happens with the average person. Yep. They talk about it. They think about it. They maybe plan for it. They maybe say they're going to put it on the calendar, but the follow through isn't there. And so for me, discipline is everything. It's doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. It's literally that simple. Like that is the secret to massive, massive levels of success. It's following through, mm -hmm. right? Following through. A, a couple other things for me. I mean, obviously I get eight hours of sleep every single night. A lot of people talk wow. about like burning the candle at both ends. Like I'm not that person. I actually am extremely disciplined about sleep. I can't function with less than eight. And I'm a huge person about like being sharp, being all in whatever I'm doing. Like I'm with you, right? Like I'm a hundred percent with you when I'm doing, you know, whatever I'm doing. So eight hours of sleep is huge exercise. Like I walk for an hour, an hour and a half each day. So just, you know, it's, it's understanding what your body and what your personality requires in order to be successful. And then it's cultivating a routine that creates an environment for success. Mm. 
Love that. I was listening yeah. to a neuroscientist the other day on on Armchair Expert, and he said, like, if you the one thing you can do to improve your life and like be at your maximum performance is to master become a master of sleep. Become so, a master yeah. of what you, how many hours you need to sleep, how well your sleep is, you know, your routine before falling asleep, the right time. You were saying the other day, you the, get up at like, you started getting up five minutes earlier. It was, it I usually get up at 4 a.m. Yeah. And I changed it and I was always feeling just rough. And one day I naturally woke up at 3.50. Yeah. And I felt, it's 10 minutes, but I felt insanely different. Like insanely. So I started setting my alarm for 3.50 and I just feel insanely different. So there's the sleep cycle, right? And where you're at in the sleep cycle. I usually going to like bed that, by 3.50. Yeah. That's a different <laughs> podcast. Kelly, final question for you. Knowing what you know now with all your successes and your successful business, what would you go back and tell your younger self? Oh, I mean, for sure, the conviction marketing. I mean, the thing that we talked about here on the show today, I wish I had known then what I know now. <laughs> you know, I, I think it took me... So I'm going to be 10 years in business in March, okay? okay? And it took me probably six to seven years to really understand how living and teaching from a place of intuition and conviction is really how you become an industry leader. It took a long time for me to both cognitively understand that, but then also have the courage to like live that and be that and do that. So I would have loved to listen to this podcast the day I started (laughs) my business and start employing these strategies then. Awesome. That's a good plug for the book as well. When does the book come out and how can people follow you on Instagram, whatever you want to plug there? Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to convictionmarketing.com and sign up for the waitlist for the book. It comes out in February. Easy read, stuff you can implement right away to get results. So you can go to convictionmarketing.com to get on the waitlist. And if you just want to connect and come say hi, Kelly Roach Official on Instagram. Awesome. Make sure to check out Kelly's podcast as well. We'll include all of those links in the show notes of this episode over at staypaidpodcast.com. Thanks again, Kelly, for being here. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, there's only two ways we ask you to do that. One is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating along with a comment in your review. And the best way to show support for the show is to share it with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. Or of course, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. What a great interview. Kelly is a superstar, as you can tell. I would encourage you, go back and listen to this again. I got convicted listening to the podcast of Conviction <laughs> Marketing, but here's my action item for you. My action item for you that I believe you need to take action on right away is you need to sit down and you need to put pen to paper of what your convictions are, hmm. what you actually believe in, because all this stuff of the how-to and the hope marketing and, and everything she's saying, it doesn't work if it's not built on a true foundation. It's not. It's going to run dry. That well is going to run dry of content and all that stuff if it's not coming from a true place of conviction. So take some time, write down, hey, what is it truly that you're convicted to do? Like, What has caused you to do the things that you're doing in your life? What's your life purpose? What's that why that you want to take to the world, that gap that you want to fill? Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 